Welcome to Growing Potatoes Podcast. Where we cover all things love, dating, and married life. We are your newlywed hosts, Keegan and Faith Von Atzigan. If you have not subscribed, please go and press the subscribe button right now. Comment on our page. Follow us on our Instagram at Growing Potatoes or share this podcast with a friend. You're listening to episode nine. Wow, guys, we just have to say thank you so much for all of the awesome feedback we received about our last episode in interracial marriage during racial tension. We just got so many um, awesome comments and shout outs and um, we are just so thrilled that that podcast spoke to a lot of you. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. It is perfect for exactly what we're going through right now um, in America. And yeah, we just highly recommend listening and sharing with your friends. Let's open up this episode with another spud moment. So this spud moment um, is probably our most recent spud moment. And um, basically the university we go to every like Valentine's Day, they do this crazy thing where they're like, okay, the first couple that's engaged can run on the first couple this that's engaged. During, this yeah, this is during service. our chapel. Yeah. We went to a, a Christian university. And so they always have a Valentine chapel because they're like obsessed with love and marriage and all this stuff. I mean, I am too. <laughs> and so they're always like, okay, the first dating couple to come on stage gets a gift card to Cheesecake Factory, the first engaged couple. And so basically they keep announcing the status of certain couples and the first couple with that status that runs on stage and I don't know, grabs the gift card, basically gets that gift card and then they get to go celebrate. And so Keegan and I were engaged when they announced, okay, the first engaged couple to get up here uh, wins a gift card, I think, to Cheesecake Factory and main event. And so we made it on stage first. And so we got... Even though I kind of was reluctant to go. Because I didn't want to be up on stage. No, this was the first year. The first year you went up there. Oh, I was ready. Yeah, Yeah. real fast. Yeah. And so we won as an engaged couple on stage. And, you know, they ask, when are you getting married? Blah, blah, blah. And then, so we got those two gift cards and it was great. We had a great date night. Yeah, it was. And so then this year they had it again, except they had the first married couple. They called out the first married couple to go on stage. And so. Keegan, this is the one where I was like, ah, we're all the way in the balcony. I and Keegan wasn't run up there again. And Keegan technically wasn't even a student; he had already graduated and like came to ha- hang out with me. And so we were like, but, but you were a student. I was a student, right? But still, we were like, you, <laughs> you kind of invaded the. But then they called out, "All right, this one's for the first married couple to get up here." And, and so it was like yeah. it was like crickets. Yeah, no <laughs> one was running and so we were like we won it last year, you know, we're not going to run and then like 3 more seconds go by and we're like wait, but they just said $200 gift card. Wait a second, they just said $200. And we were like kind of broke cuz you know, we were engaged or we were married college students 
living off of 750 an hour. Yep. And so we were like, oh, 200 bucks, let's go. And so we started running up stage and running to the stage and we got there first and there wasn't that many other people running anyway. And we got our second victory of a $200 gift card to a restaurant I will not name, but was supposed to be like the fanciest restaurant in Tulsa. So we were like, yeah, let's go on Valentine's Day. So we uh, set it up for Valentine's Day, a nice afternoon lunch, and Mm -hmm. we got there. And the first thing the guys that greets us is like the chef from the back. Dallas Cowboys hat and an apron. (laughs) Yeah, with like crud on it and like fuzzy Crocs and is like, do you guys have a reservation? And I was like, no, I called ahead and asked and you said, there's no reservations needed. And so immediately we kind of like felt like we were intruding on the restaurant. But the thing is, we weren't intruding because we looked behind him at a restaurant full of empty tables. Yeah, there was maybe two tables filled, but it was a big restaurant with only two tables uh, full. That was our first warning sign. I know. So we were like, you know, it's it's a Sunday afternoon. You know, they might just not be very busy right now. Uh, and someone might, like the hostess might be away. So who knows? So we sit down and then they bring us water. And my cup of water has a lipstick stain on it. <laughs> I don't wear lipstick. And so <laughs> that was kind of the first like, what is going (laughs) on and then our waitress like only came to the table maybe every 20 i mean i was a waitress so i know you're supposed you're not supposed to bug your people but you're supposed to at least check up on them um and so we're like okay okay maybe the food will be good so they bring out the first basket of bread and it is cold and crunchy. <laughs> and we're like, this is supposed to be the fanciest restaurant in Tulsa. And so while we have our water and our bread, we're hearing people. I also, just to mention, I gave back the cup. I did not drink the cup. with. Yeah, the we asked right? for a new cup. We got a new cup. And while we're eating our bread, we hear people arguing in the kitchen. <laughs> We like, hear a manager berating <laughs> one of their employees about, like, I don't know, not showing up on time or something. Yeah, like, full-blown, like, yelling. And we're like, this is so unprofessional. What is going on? And then they bring out our food. <laughs> yeah, and Keegan's food was great. Like, whatever he had was awesome. I wouldn't say was it, like, I wouldn't say it was, like, 10 stars or anything. Um, or five stars, whatever restaurants All are. All the stars. All the stars. <laughs> Um, but yeah, mine was a little interesting. I don't 100% remember what was wrong with it, but something was wrong with it. Did you have the salmon? Yeah, I had like a salmon salad or something. But basically, we were like, okay, you know, it, it was not a good experience. We were so disappointed. Um, and so we gave it a few other tries, but every single time we went back, either they were missing something from our order or we had to go back and tell I them think, what was wrong. I think after that, we just did takeout. Yeah, we only, because COVID hit. So that's all we could do was takeout. We and did curbside pickup. Yeah. They served us like cold chicken fingers one time. And then they forgot our salad, which was Faith's whole thing that time. Yeah, it was just bad. And we were sitting there with like 
a hundred dollars still left on our gift card. Like, how do we get rid of I know. this thing? It was like we needed to go there because we had so much money there, but yet it was like not enjoyable no. at all. <laughs> and we didn't want to give it away to someone else because they'd be like, dude, why'd you give me a gift card to the worst restaurant ever? <laughs> So we were stuck and it was COVID. So we were like, you know, might as well get free meals out anyway. So we slowly started using it up and eventually just gave it away with like 30 bucks on it. Cause I think we tried to do desserts only cause they were a little bit better than their food. It just, it was, it was just bad. I mean, I guess it was more of a spud moment for the restaurant than us, but it was our spud moment cause we thought it was a win. It turned into yeah, the worst. It was bad. It was really bad. Um, but anyway, we haven't been back since. Probably will never go back. But we ended up finding uh, our favorite restaurant. So Yeah, we were satisfied. We stuck with what we knew best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to know what restaurant it is, hit us up. We're not going to say it, but stay away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week... We are talking about one of my favorite topics. I absolutely love um, this topic, and that is gender differences. Specifically, men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. And so I first heard this concept when I was uh, younger growing up. My mom is a women's pastor, and so... um, she used to disciple like a lot of younger women and I remember sitting in on her um, kind of like youth girl class that was called Girl Talk and we watched this video called The Truth About Guys and he kind of had a waffle on stage and spaghetti on stage and was like, you know, men are like waffles, women are like spaghetti and he held it up and explained it um, and then later down the line, Keegan and I uh found a book that Keegan was really interested in reading that was actually the book titled Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti by Bill and Pam Farrell. And so we have um enjoyed reading this book and so we just want to share some interesting thoughts with you. Yeah, first up is what do we mean when we say waffles and spaghetti? What even it sounds a little little funny but it is basically um, a metaphor to easily remember how men and women's brains work differently and so i mean we firmly agree that men and women are not only different biologically but are extremely different cognitively as well and that it's good that we're different it's good we're equal but we're different and uh what we thrive at, what we uh, find more difficult to um, to do differently um, between each gender is just unique to who we are and unique to how we were created. And um, I think we have weaknesses for a reason, and I think we have strengths for a week for a reason, and that's because in the end we wouldn't need each other if men and women were exactly the same we wouldn't need each other at all. So, yeah. <laughs> and so that's good. That's good. And so some of the ways that the book, so the way that the book explains the differences between how men and women think is the waffle basically means that men process life in boxes. Typically, 
a man's brain will visit one box at a time. He will have a box for working in the garage, and he will have a box for eating, and he'll have a box even for doing nothing. And he hops in and out of these boxes one at a time, and whenever he's in one box, he's thinking about only what's in that box. And um, this means that men are problem solvers by nature. They like to get in one box, fix the problem in there, and then go to the next box. And they take a success approach to communication. Um, And the book explains a little bit more about what that means. Um, And then spaghetti... uh, I just want to say, like, the whole compartmentalizing of the male brain has definitely become a reality to me um to us since we've been married just because I grew up with all sisters and was never really around guys that much besides the ones I went to school with um and so living with a man for a year and a half now day in and day out I have totally seen this um structure of the brain that is very compartmentalized very focused and so when we were looking into this I even found that um when men problem solve, they only use the left side of their brain, which is like the cognitive decision-making ideas kind of side, logic side, basically. Um, And when women problem solve, they use both the left side and the right side of their brain. And although the male brain is 10% larger than the female brain, the female brain has extremely more uh, neurons or like brain uh cells that connect the right and the left brain together and so what that means is that women are like spaghetti in that there's a lots of noodles like intersecting and touching and if you try to follow one noodle you can follow where it leads and maybe seamlessly switch to a different noodle on accident and so uh typically women are good multitaskers and they're good at Uh, making connections, connecting different things in life together, and seeing the the connections between different subjects, whereas a guy um, would put those two different subjects in two different boxes and not think about them together. We have definitely seen this play out in our marriage, especially since we've started working full-time together um, as kind of business partners. Um, I absolutely understand my husband now it has taken a while to get there but I completely understand that when I'm talking to him about one thing or if he's doing one thing it is not the time to mention something else or to ask him to do something else if he's driving he needs to focus on driving if he is reading or if he's on his phone anything I say will go in one ear and out the other because he is fully invested in his book, in his um, phone, in his whatever he's doing, his knickknack, whatever he's fidgeting with, drawing, whatever, his brain is completely and totally on that thing. And um, it's so fun because I'm very different. I can definitely multitask. And one thing this has extremely come out in is uh we run a bed and breakfast and so when it comes to cooking Keegan does all the baking 
Because when you're baking, all you're focusing on is making sure the salt, the baking soda, the flour, it's it's one task at a time is checklist. being put into, you're not having to manage multiple things as if, uh, like when you're cooking, you know, pancakes or eggs or bacon, like you don't have to manage the temperature and you don't have to keep checking the oven and you don't have to stir something once it gets to a certain temperature. So, you know, as a as a female, like we're a lot more um, able to multitask and actually enjoy multitasking. That's why I think certain things like dance really appeals to us because we're not only moving, but we're listening to music. We're reacting to our audience. There's so much interconnectedness. Um, that's why a lot of our men are more like mathematicians and engineers, not to say that women cannot thrive and men cannot thrive in the opposite, um, careers. That's not what we're saying at all, but that the brain is kind of wired for specific work. And it's very important that we understand this and that we value this because it influences our communication. It influences our ability to work together, to problem solve, and we need it. And so um, men and women have so many other differences as well. Like men are very visual. Um, They definitely are stimulated with sight much more than women. Um, and they're also just more, mo- women are more modest physically by nature and men are m- more modest emotionally by nature. And that's why, you know, a man, a man can take off a shirt and like feel a hundred percent confident and out there and open physically, but you tell him to open up about, you know, a secret or a past hurt. Um, and that's a little more, you know, difficult, but women, you're like, can you just open up about how you're feeling about this right now? And they will spill out every detail necessary. Um, and so that's something to also take into consideration just with interacting with your husband or wife or significant other. Yeah. And we've learned a lot, um, learning about these different ideas. That's why we really do highly recommend this book. Um, and the book also talks about uh, waffles and spaghetti communicating with each other, relaxing together in love, and goes on to a bunch of different scenarios where uh, men like waffles and women like spaghetti could come into conflict or help each other best. Um, and another resource that uh, we highly recommend is the video series Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage by Mark Gunger. Um, I actually watched this before I read the book, and it's where I kind of learned first about the this idea. Um, Mark Gunger just basically lays it out as men have a bunch of boxes and women's brains are like um, wires connected. But he's talking about the same thing, and he does it in a really... Um, funny almost like a comedy routine kind of uh uh video series that i think is all on youtube so if you have the time and you don't have the time to uh, read the book but you have the time to maybe watch like an hour video i would highly recommend it for couples to go find it on on the internet yes so just like last week how we talked about focusing on our similarities and celebrating our differences racially Uh, The same thing goes for gender, just really um, 
valuing our differences and embracing our similarities is so important. Um, We depend on each other. Men need women and women need men. So when the Lord created Adam, he said it's not good for man to be alone. So he made Eve and gave her to him. And so it's just extremely important to realize that the other sex exists for our purpose and for our help. And so we hope we have helped you in some way, shape, or form today. Um, Please go again and five-star rate test if you haven't already. And subscribe, share. And so the quote that we have for this week is by April White. And they use it in the book that we're recommending. Um, It says, the only difference between men and women is everything. And that's what keeps things so interesting. So again, we highly recommend uh, these two resources that we've mentioned. Uh, this has been just like a brief overview to get you interested. Go and uh, research with your significant other more in detail about just the amazing differences that men and women have and how we can work together to complement each other. Um, but until then, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.